Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this show are not necessarily those of Stewart Information Services Corporation, Stewart Title, or Stewart Insurance. Before you make any investment, you should seek the advice of your investment advisor or attorney. Whether you're a real estate broker, realtor, homeowner, buyer, or seller, everything matters when it comes to real estate. This is Real Estate Matters with Store Title. Store Title's Bill Napick and guests open the door to what really matters in owning, buying, and selling real estate. And now, Real Estate Matters with Store Title, brought to you by Stuart Insurance. Here to inform, entertain, and inspire, Bill Napick. Welcome to the show. It is Real Estate Matters with Stuart Title. I'm your host, Bill Napick. Hope you're all doing great. Another real estate radio adventure in this very, very, very brisk market here in Houston, Texas, and apparently everywhere else. It is rare that we do a theme show on this show, but today I think we we've had, all the things came together. So we're going to talk about some of the – one of the biggest things I think is a, a factor in real estate, again, here in Houston – all around the Houston area and even everywhere else almost. And that is the market is so hot that it's hard to buy a house. It's difficult. It's more challenging because so many people are buying right now for a variety of reasons. So today we're going to talk about negotiation. We're going to talk about influence. Why do deals get done? Why? What is it about the transaction, about the agent, the individual's that actually get the deal done. We have experts here today. That's right. On this show, you're going to hear experts on negotiation. We're going to hear someone helping realtors with transactions, which transactions get done, which don't, what are those attributes. So it's going to be a tremendous show. And we have an author that's talking about influence and some other great things. That's right. Here today. So it is about time to get down to business right here on Real Estate Matters with Stuart Title. We are going to talk to a negotiation expert, super knowledgeable right here in the real estate market in Houston, Texas. His name is Michael McSurley with Keller Williams Memorial McSurley Property Group. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Here we are. And I've heard you on other radio shows. This is a hot topic. And when people choose a real estate professional here or anywhere else, they better have someone that knows how to negotiate their best interest. That's what you do. But first, let's tell people about your company. So uh, I've got two companies. One is the McSorley Property Group. I'm an agent, uh, actually practicing agent. I've got a team. I also uh, am a partner in the Real Estate Negotiation Institute which teaches realtors how to negotiate. We have the Certified Negotiation Expert, the Master Certified Negotiation Expert, and we have a brand-new class that has just been approved for CE and a designation, the Certified Multiple Offer Expert class. Let's repeat that. Say it again. Certified. (laughs) Certified Negotiation Expert which is called the CNE, the Master Certified Negotiation Expert, MCNE, and the Certified Multiple Offer Expert, CMOE, which was just approved by HAR? Te- yeah, HAR and the Texas Real Estate track. 
And as we talked before the show, having these designations and realtors, we look at their cards, they hand us the card, we talk to them. They have various letters behind their name, CRE, all these different things. And that's very important to get the designations. It's even more important to know what to do with them, just like we talked about before the show. If I buy a hammer, that doesn't mean I'm a carpenter. I have to have training and experience. You have that with negotiations. Absolutely. And before I got into real estate for three and a half years, I was a senior negotiation consultant, traveled around the country for helping Fortune 100 companies negotiate their multi-million dollar deals, and also ran workshops to teach their executives how to negotiate. Once I got into real estate, I became a partner with the Real Estate Negotiation Institute that has been around uh, for many, many years. And we have over 20,000 certified negotiation experts that we've taught throughout the country. But the beauty of what I do and what the uh, Real Estate Negotiation Institute does, we help realtors understand what's important to their clients and how to understand what's important to the other clients. To their, if, if you're on the listing side, what's important to the buyer? If you're on the buy side, what's important to the seller? Most agents don't ask that question. They think price is the only thing that's important. If I'm the seller, I'm not looking at the offers thinking, oh, what's the best price? What's the best deal. Absolutely. What's the best value? Value. And if you're talking price, you've already lost the aspect of value. And so by asking certain questions, by understanding the other party, by understanding what motivates the other party, that's what will get a deal done. That's why most of my multiple offer situations that I'm in, I'm not the highest price, but I still get the deal. So let's walk through that. If you are my real estate agent, I say, hey, Michael, here's the home. I put the offer. Now, I'm consulting with you along the way. I'm not going to put a ridiculous offer out there. But let's say you advise me. We put together an offer that you say, hey, this this is a good one. You consult with me. Now, what happens then? Walk through it of what you do that may be different than other real estate professionals out there for me to get that deal with you. Got it. So my first question to you is, what do you consider a ridiculous offer? You don't know what the other party, what their issues are. So what you may think is ridiculous, they may think is an amazing offer. So a lot of times, realtors inside their own head thinking, I can't submit this offer. This is ridiculous. Well, you'll be shocked at how many offers have been accepted that I thought in my mind would be ridiculous. And yet it was still accepted. You said that's right. There's so many unknowns, right. and that it's also the fun of negotiating. That's the fun of psychology. All those things. But let's go back to yeah. that. Let's walk through it once again. Let's say, let's let's take some numbers and let's say it's a four hundred thousand dollar home. Keep it even, and we look at it. It's in a nice area, and as we all know, if you're just tuning in for the first time, there's a lot of multiple offers out there. So it's a four hundred thousand dollar home. Based on what you tell me, let's say I offer four hundred three. Okay. Or is that not right? Maybe you're going to tell me to offer 405. What would you say? If it's just, a just so, so just in, if here. it's a $400,000 house, why would you offer 403? There or, you go. I already like it because everyone's got me thinking I have to offer more. No. All right. So let's say I offer 400. I wouldn't let you. Okay. I, what what I would so so one of the things I do differently than a lot of agents is I tell my buyers and sellers what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. A lot of agents are afraid to tell their clients what they need to hear because they're afraid they're going to lose those clients. I'm okay losing that client because I'm not here to waste my time with you. I'm not here to lie to you and tell you, hey, you can get this house for this price. I'm not here to sell you something. I'm here. 
my whole job as a realtor, whether it's from the listing side or the buy side, is to protect my client from their biggest purchase in their life. That's it. So when I go into a listing or when, when, with my buyers and I go into a listing, I tell them, it's your job to fall in love with the house. My job is to protect you. And I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm looking at the cracks. I'm looking at the floor. I bring a golf ball with me on every single uh, showing. Put it on the floor. See if it rolls. Great way to test for you know foundation issues. Good idea. And so it's things like that. And what really inspires me is whenever after I've had buyers that have come to me that have looked at open houses before they've come to me. And they've started going out on their own again to open houses, and they're like, hey, we're looking at, at this through Michael McSorley eyes versus through the way we used to look at it of, oh, this is great. This is the great kitchen. This is the great thing. Well, what else is wrong with this? So you got to tell your clients what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And back to your point, if I did the comps and the house is – all my comps show the house is worth 380 I will tell my buyers straight out, I don't believe the house is worth more than $380,000. It's your money. You can do with it what you want. I'm not saying somebody's not going to pay 400000 or more for this house. But at this point, this is what the comps are showing. So if you're willing to pay over that, that's a different story. And that's another conversation we have to have. But before all that even happens is I spend an hour to three hours with my clients in my listing appointments and in my buyer appointments. People think I'm crazy. Why would you spend that much time? With, you know, I can do it in 45 minutes. Yeah, you can. You can do a transaction in 30 to 45 minutes. My clients, I've got a 93% referral ratio right now. My clients are zealots because they see what I do for them. And I learn what they do up front. And so I understand that this client doesn't want to pay more than $380,000 up front. Well, if they don't want to pay $380,000, why are you looking at a $400,000 house? So it, it, it's it, there's a lot of nuances in there. And that's stuff that we teach in the class. Okay, so going back to that same example, once you and I come to a price, you're looking at the comps, how bad do, do I want the property? So we come, we have a number. Mm-hmm. How do you represent that number in the, the world or in this scenario where, let's say, there are multiple offers? How are you going to represent me based on whatever the number is and that circumstance of the multiple offer? What happens then when it's in your hands and you're approaching the seller or the the seller's agent rather the very first thing and agents don't do this p u t p pick up the phone pick up the phone call that agent talk to that agent ask the question what is most important excluding price what's most important to your seller the way i've won so many multiple offers is because a lot of times I've, i've had one two where they've said they're building a home they don't want to quit close. Can your buyers wait for 45 days? Well, my buyers wanted to wait for 60 days. People are throwing cash at them and a quick close because they never asked that question. So they're getting these cash offers, quick close. Well, they don't want to close quick. So they pick my offer because I'm the one who called them up and asked them what was more, most important to them. On the other side, I will call an agent and, and I'll ask that question. What's most important to your sellers besides price? And I had several, one in particular, where she said, well, you know, Mike, the price is most important. I said, no, I understand that. But besides price, what else is most important? Because you and I both know that your buyers, sellers who had bought the house, she was representing them again, overpaid for this house. Well, yeah, but but, but they also put $60,000 additional into it. No, no, I, I agree. So you're telling me they overpaid for the house and 
they put an additional sixty grand into this house. They're selling it a year and a half later because he got transferred. So what's what else do they want besides price? Because I'm not going to have my buyers make the same mistake that you allowed your buyers to make and overpay for this house. And she says, Michael, all they care about is price. That's it. Okay, you know what? Then we can't get this deal done. Good enough. And we can move on. That's a thing that, that a lot of agents don't realize is being open and honest. And from a listing standpoint, I very rarely will take an overpriced listing. The only time I do is if the seller knows 100% that they are overpriced and that, by the way, here's what you should expect to get if you're okay with that. And the reason that agents take overpriced listings is because they want to put their sign in your yard and get buyer calls. I don't want that. I don't lie to my clients, and I want them to know this is why I'm doing this. You're in Bel Air. I'd love to have my sign out here. You're not going to get this number for your house. I would love for it, but you're not. Here's the realistic number, 600000 Got a call from a buyer, an agent, and they were at 580. And we went back and forth with my seller, and... I finally, it was a week and a half after this, and, and I said to my to, to, to the agent, I said, listen, it's not fair to your buyers to sit here and for us to drag this on. I can tell you right now, my sellers are not going to accept anything below 600. I don't think they're going to accept anything below 610. So it's fair to your buyers that if they're not willing to at least come above six, then we don't need to continue this and, and, and just, you know. My, my sellers know, I've been honest with them, of what this house is worth. And if you're not willing to do that, then then move on. An image comes to mind here. Whether you're a buyer, especially buyers right now, but sellers too, it's almost like you're a real estate professional. You're having them go into the boxing ring to fight it out to get what you want to win the contest. It's, it's kind of sort of like that. Okay, you're licensed right here in Houston, Texas. Michael, if you were out there in another state, let's say you wanted to move one day and you said, I'm going to go to... Colorado. Okay, let's say you're going to Colorado. Knowing what you know now about negotiation and real estate, you go to Colorado to buy your luxurious mansion on the mountain. What do you look for in the real estate professional? Somebody who's going to be upfront and honest. Somebody who's going to tell me, once again, what what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. I don't want a yes man or a yes woman. I want somebody that's going to sit there and say, you know what? Your number that you're looking at of where you want to be is not attainable in this area. So let's not look here. Let's figure out exactly what you want to look at and what's realistic. That, that That's all I'm looking for is that somebody who's going to tell me what I need to hear and what I want to hear. And I've gotten arguments with my buyers and with my sellers a lot of times. My buyer that just closed, uh, we paid above list price. They were worried about appraisal. We end up getting $10,000 back in seller's concessions, but it was a multiple offer situation as well. And we at 545 and a week before I had sat on the island of another house with these buyers and the wife was sitting there and she was crying. Say, Michael, we're not going to find the house that we want. And I said, your lease isn't up until November. We're not in a hurry. And these been, they were at my wedding in 2002. I was at their wedding in 98. So, I mean, dear friends of mine. And she sat there and was crying and was so worried about all this. And I said, Tiffany, listen, understand, there's a house that's out there. This is a great house. But if you're talking a $400,000 house and are talking about tearing out the, the wood and redoing the cabinets, that's not your house. So many agents don't do that. And that's what we try to teach in our negotiation class of, of talk to your clients and, and 
be respected, not to be liked. We're talking with Michael McSorley. He is with McSorley Property Group. And, Michael, also, as you're saying, th- these <coughs> techniques, these this mindset, what you're talking about today, your training as well. Let's t- tell people if they're a real estate professional out there and they want to take the course or something else, what should they do? So you can go to Houston CNE, like Certified Negotiation Expert.com. We've got a limit of 50 people that can be in the class. It's an in-person class, uh, HoustonCNE.com. It's three ninety nine. The first twenty people that sign up will get a fifty dollars off, so only three forty nine. It's a two day class, and you get twelve CE hours. And are you teaching? Correct, I'm teaching. There you go. How do you beat that? Yep. You, should, you should charge three times that much. I'm I just absolutely should. In the meantime, also negotiation is just such an important thing in life. What is it about it that fascinates you? Where you've taken this as one of the the things that's your interest, your training, you're using it every day in your real estate profession. So what a lot of people don't understand is that everything's negotiable. Everything is negotiable. I'll have agents ask me, well, am I allowed to ask that? You're allowed to ask anything you want. The other agent doesn't have to give it up, but you're allowed to ask. Everything is negotiable in this world, in this life. And don't be afraid to ask. If you're afraid to get a no, you'll never get a yes. That's not what you're looking for in a real estate agent. You have to have a certain amount of fearlessness in your agent, Absolutely. I think. And as we're as you were talking, that's one of the things I was thinking of. Let's tell people if they want you to represent them buying or selling property, what should they do? They should call Michael McSorley at 281-217-7047. Once again, that number is 281 281- 217-7047. It also strikes me, we've been negotiating the day we were born as, as babies. Yep. That's just part of life. That's like survival. That's why it's so important, not just in real estate, in business, but in everything else, right? And, and if you don't think that you're negotiating every single day, and if you got kids, I can tell you right now, every single thing you say to that child is a negotiation. And if you don't understand it, then they're going to take it. Kids are the best negotiators in the world because they don't have that filter. They don't care. 281-217-7047. And thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. As we continue the theme of negotiation, what are the deals that get done? What are the ones that don't? We're going to talk to Melissa Wright with Close Hub. She is a transaction coordinator, a manager. The company is Close Hub. She sees transactions of all types from all sorts of real estate brokers, not just one. But here she is, Melissa Wright. Melissa, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Here you are taking a break just for a few minutes, Mm -hmm. not looking at paperwork, not looking at transactions, but you're here to share what you have seen and what you're doing. Let's tell people about your company first. Sure. So I have a transaction management company. We help agents with their listings and with their transactions. So contract to close. Once you have that contract negotiated, because we want our agents to negotiate on their client's behalf. We don't do that. That's what they've hired you to do, as um, Michael has so well described. So we help with all the other things. We help make sure that we're managing timelines. We don't miss times for inspection periods, scheduling inspections, making sure walkthroughs are scheduled, making sure paperwork's turned in. Brokers have really specific set rules. Each one's different, different paperwork that they require for their own compliance reasons. And so my team makes sure that that's all handled well and turned in to on time. And we like to get our agents paid on time. That's what we say is we (laughs) <laughs> we make sure you're paid on time. Yes, and people that have not been in a real estate transaction for many years, things have changed. They're always changing in real estate and everything else. 
as you might remember, there are a lot of details in the real estate transaction. Thus, Melissa is there to help you. Now, your service that you provide, Melissa, is that for the real estate agent? Or how does someone secure your services? Because it is not automatic. Right. So we work with real estate agents. That's who would hire us. So some agents have a full-time assistant. They have teams in their office. And and honestly, I started this because I ran an office for a top producing team in the Woodlands. I got asked often if I offered that service on the side for anyone would help with transactions because they needed help. So I decided to go ahead and branch out on my own and offer that service to be of service to more agents and, and be able to make sure they were on top of their files and and take no, care of their clients. No doubt you must have doing a stel- been doing a stellar job for them to notice that. But let's tell people, we asked the question here today. We asked many questions. And that question is, as you handle, I don't know how many at a time, mm-hmm. but what are the transactions that get the deal done these days? What are the attributes, the characteristics of those transactions? What are you seeing? Well, a lot of people are giving a lot of concessions, honestly, and not it's not just price. Price is definitely an, an impact, but the type of loan can matter. Unfortunately, VA loans are kind of taking hit right now. It's hard for people unless they have the extra cash to yeah, bring in. That's a in. shame, really. It is a shame. It's, it's one of the things I kind of hate to see the most. We have some VA buyers that are just stepping aside and not buying right now. So waiting for the market to hopefully cool down. But, you know, solid. Obviously, if they don't have a uh, pre-qualification or pre-approval letter. They haven't actually talked to the lender and turned things in. A smart listing agent is qualifying all of that information before they accept an offer. You know, it's great to get an offer that's 30,000 over your list price, but if they're not really qualified and they're not going to close the deal, you don't have anything but a piece of paper. So going back then to the transactions, when you see these transactions, what let's take the components of a transaction that you're putting together where you say, I think this one's going to be the one they take. What is it about that one that makes it desirable? It's clean. There's the paperwork is completely done. Honestly, that sounds funny, but if they if that agent has taken the time to write a quality offer and fill it out correctly, you know that they're going to care about the details later. They don't have a lot of weird nuance items in there that they're asking for. They're, you know, having reasonable amount of days. I mean, shortening a financing timeline, saying seven days, is not necessarily realistic. So they're having realistic deadlines in their contracts, but not asking for things extreme. Really pulling a lot of extra costs out, offering to pay for surveys for themselves versus having the seller have to track down a survey. Sounds like it's you're saying simplicity, simplicity is kind of the, is, is <laughs> kind of the key. Simplicity is really the key. And then you're also seeing where there are agents that are just well-respected and known if that if the listing agents worked with them before. That's, that's going to help if they know that they are a quality agent and work with quality clients and have been well vetted and ready, ready to purchase, you know. And that's a good point, too, as, as people are out there, wherever you're, if you're in Houston, certainly we have so many associations, so many things where people are meeting and seeing each other. That's one of the purposes of those mm-hmm. types of environments where we meet other agents, other real estate professionals to build those relationships so that when a transaction is upon us, you get to know that person and you could simplify it for both right. the buyer and seller. The real estate agent, it sounds like some of the real estate agents, the discernment is finding someone like you to do the transaction coordination because some of them are doing it themselves. And that might, at least at this point in time, they might stretch themselves a bit thin and not maybe focus on the things that they're really good at as in terms of selling and maybe even negotiations. 
I think it's hard for a successful real estate agent to try and stay on top of all of those things and be out there working with clients, showing homes or having to often show more homes than they would have in the past to get the deal, you know, to actually get a deal on paper. And they're out on the road, you know, they're (laughs) they need to be out showing and or going to listing appointments and they don't always have the time to be following up on emails and tracking down paperwork. And so it matters, you know, I'm going to help make sure they have a response much faster than they might otherwise. I'm going to also bet that the smart agents out there looking for listings where they, they, to find people that yes. want to sell their homes as well. So some of the things that, that you're doing as far as at this point in time, you're here on the radio show in the station, but at this point you're handling at your office several transactions right now. Give us an idea how many you're working on yourself. Sure. As well, so I have a team. I have uh, two other TCs that work for me, and then I have two um, that just help with – help turning paperwork in, prepping listings. So there's a total of five on my team. Personally, I try not to handle, I'm handling more than I would like to right now, honestly, because I try to support my team more than handling all the transactions myself. But would say probably right now we have about 70 transactions that were seven zero seven zero 70. that okay. we have our hands on. All right. Out of that, there's a lot of questions that could revolve around that number. But one of the ones, the first one I think of is that out of those 70, how many are cash offers? Not that many. Two, three, that small? Probably. Amazing. Less than so, five. Uh, so right now, mm-hmm. maybe the cash deal has some extra strength to it if it's simple. Would that be – I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would that be safe to say – I think cash is always great. I don't I think I don't think most people will complain as long as the rest of the offer is great. So people that are out there with cash and they offer a, a proper amount mm-hmm. and they have simplicity to their offer right there, that's a, an advantage. Absolutely. Can All be. Right. Yeah. Let's say going back to the person that doesn't have cash, that's taking advantage of the super interest rates. By the way, if you happen to know how long they're going to last, please feel free to tell us if you're a psychic. But if not, back to the normal thing where it's a loan. Tell us about the loan that gets the deal or the scenario around that. Well, conventional loan is the one loan that doesn't require appraisal approval for the loan to go through. So conventional is usually, usually a top contender. They also have to then remove the appraisal contingency, which is a separate option that they can throw in there. So seeing that removed most of the time right now. What about down payment? Does that come into play? It matters. It depends on the price point of the house. I mean, you see 5% quite often, honestly, as okay, a down but, payment, depending right. on the price point. You have a higher price point, people are putting more more down. But in that two hundred dollars to $300,000 range, you're seeing 5%. 5 or 10%, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Take away the 70 transactions because that's a lot to put our head around. But let's say if you were just to itemize in your mind any 10 transactions you've seen, would you say it's 5% down or what are you seeing in terms of money down if you just took 10 of them? About 5? 5 to 10%. How often do you see 20%? Not as often. It depends on the price point of the house. Often it does. For 400 plus range, you often see more. And do not mention any names, but do you see differences – in terms of the companies that are the lenders being a factor here? I think the lender definitely matters. In terms of name recognition, that they know that particular loan officer or or what? Partly just how well, how much they handle in-house and how much they pre-qualify that client. They're not just taking some numbers for, you know, that the client's given them, but they're actually running it and pre-approving them. How long have you been with your company? I've had my company for four years. And you started it? 
Is yes. that correct? Yes. What made you start Close Hub? I just wanted to make it available to more agents that needed the support. It was just you we, saw was, the need. Uh, saw the need, and there are other companies out there. And and honestly, I'm grateful when I see there's a transaction company on the other side, a transaction manager on the other side, or someone in house that works for the agent, because you know you have someone you'll be able to reach probably more readily. Going back to the transactions, what are some of the other things that we should think about when we think about transactions that get the deal done and the ones that don't? Well, I'm I, sure we missed a lot, but no, I think I think it really does matter to contact the listing agent. It makes such a big difference if you do make that phone call. I mean, I agree that it's if you don't make that phone call, and I, you'd be surprised how often you see an offer presented that's just sent via email and you had no notice that it was coming. It's very impersonal. Is, it's almost like a text from an advertisement text. Here, hey, just, I got an offer for you here. Right, and and there was no there was no pre pre-call or pre-qualification for it. And sometimes you're looking to make sure that they've actually seen the house, which don't get me wrong, there are plenty of clients that have not actually walked through the home that's still closed just fine because they're moving from out of state and they're doing a virtual walkthrough with their agent. Or, right, I'm glad you so mentioned that. that. So, so it does happen. How d- does the seller know if the person has not seen the house, but yet they've placed an offer on it? We can tell if their agent has been through the property. So we can look that up and, and see if they've someone's at least previewed it. Someone's so, seen it, right. Right, right. But not always we may not know if the actual person putting the offer from another state maybe has walked through it themselves without a FaceTime with the agent, so Correct. To speak. I have no problem asking that question, though. So There you go. Rather, you have to ask. Got, if you don't ask, you don't know. All they can say is no. That's right. Those are two powerful words, yes and no. I love those. Some of my favorites also. <laughs> so if you were going to another state, Knowing what you know, what would you look for if you wanted to buy a house? What's your favorite state next to Texas? Florida. All right. Let's say you are good luck buying a house there, by the way. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm hearing so much about Florida lately. I know two friends are there right now visiting. But if you were going to Florida but to buy that second house or your retirement home, should that happen someday, what would you look for in that real estate professional? Well, I want honesty from them, and I want to see that they know their market. I want to see that they're actually working in their market. I'm going to look at what their past past transactions are and <laughs> make, make sure that they're not a newbie. And I'm also going to ask about their team. I want to know if it's going to be impersonal because they have so many people on their team that I've passed off to five different people or if they have no support and they're running ragged. I want to see all of that because then I know it's going to be a consistent transaction. That sounds awesome. Before we close the segment, what else would you like people to know, Melissa? Close Hub is ready to take on your transactions when you need help. So if I'm a real estate professional here in Houston mm-hmm. and I would like your assistance, all I have to do is call you up? Give me a call. No matter what broker I'm from? No matter what broker. We work with all the brokerages. There you go. And the number is? 832-791-2395. Again, the number is 832-791-2395. The website is? Closehub.com. That is C-L-O-S-H-U-B.com. All right. We'll let you get back to all those transactions. Give Melissa a call at 832-791-2395. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Let's talk to Dr. Karen Keller. We're going to talk to Karen about influence, negotiation, change. Also, Karen is the founder of the Keller Institute and author of the book, Influence, What's the Missing Piece? Dr. Keller, welcome to the show. 
Well, hi, Bill. It's nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, it's super awesome to even have found you. You are in Michigan, but you are an expert on the things that I just mentioned, negotiation, change, influence. In our, on our show today, I think there's a lot of things you could help us with in the real estate community and even far beyond. So let's uh, first of all, let's tell people about the Keller Institute. What is it and what are you doing? The Institute, we started this as a response to what we saw going on in the world of business basically. And what we wanted to do is to deliver a message through our proprietary tools and programs that we offer that prepare people for whatever they need to do in their company, whether it is for training. People need to be prepared for training. In other words, prepared for learning, because that's what makes it stick. And when things are stick, they're memorable. And when it's something people remember, they do it. So that's kind of a shortcut there's a little more things involved, but that's a shortcut on the line of how you move from learning to placing it into action. And so that's what we do. We work with mid-sized companies, some small companies, you know, and large corporations, and it's a global enterprise. We've been fortunate that way. And so, yeah, we really care about how people feel and how they're showing up when they go to work. And also we look at, from a cultural standpoint, the partnership between employee and the company. And it's very much, we call it a culture, uh, a partnership culture, because it's very much a mutual relationship. Sometimes we find, and when we've gone into companies where it's really, uh, you know, there's a disparity in the balance there. It's all one or the other. But you mentioned things about, mentioned something about change. Uh, that was, that's something that we recently launched. In fact, we launched our most recent uh, tool, the Change Response Measure, CRM. January before the pandemic happened and we had no idea and it has been so popular but what we do is a little different so before uh-huh. the before the pandemic you came out with a tool to help people with change how did you know we were going to have a pandemic <laughs> <laughs> we well you know isn't it it's serendipity you know finding things that you don't really look for that is awesome. uh, I had no idea but we had to hurry up and, and manage it and make it all the you know the, the program and everything virtual and so that was one thing that we had to do. Good time. But we took a good look at how people really respond to change, and then we share, we measure, we give people a benchmark on where are you as far as how you respond to change, and then we share with them what they can do to learn to do the ultimate. There's four play, Our research shows there's four ways people respond to change. And when you're in the real estate market, I can't think of anything that's changing day by day. Um, it, it, it's just, it's a fast moving, forward moving, um, industry. And so when you think about it and you know, and the other piece that I would say to your audience is that when you're working with a client, um, a family, a, a single person, you know, couple, whatever it is, they are experiencing massive, massive change in their life. And so that's who you're getting as your client. Because of all the change going on with education, with kids, with the work, with the hybrid working environment, nobody knows what's really going to be happening because normal is gone. And so that's who you're, you know, working with to find a home to, if it's commercial real estate, there's just all kinds of things that are happening. So when we look at this, one of the things that our very first tool was the Keller Influence Indicator, and it really shows a person's potential to be influential. 
Now, when I think about how real estate agents, whether you're on the residential or on the commercial side, one of the things that's very, very key is to be influential. Now, there is a difference between influencing and being influential. Influencing is where you have to do things. Um, Negotiation comes under that, too. Uh, Manipulation, intimidation, you know, we can go on in that direction, but it's very external. It's what you do or say that gets somebody to respond. And it has its place. But the question that we asked, you know, 10 years ago that led us to the research was that who do you need to be in order to be an influencer? And that's what we called being influential. And our research uncovered the seven traits of influence that we call them. This has never been done anywhere in the world. I guess that's why it's so popular and widely used, actually. But we measure these seven traits for a leader, for a team, uh, a business owner, what have you. Um, And I should just tell you real quickly, the seven traits are, and here's the cool thing. Everybody knows what these traits are because every human being on the planet has all seven traits. They are confidence, commitment, courage, passion, empowering, trustworthiness, and likability. So, for instance, if I am working with a real estate agent, and we call this the gateway trait, I need to like him or her. That's very important. So I would ask your audience to do just a kind of a a self-reflection on how likable am I? Do I make that connection with my client? Am I listening the way I, I need to be listening to get to know my client? And do I smile? Do I pay attention? Do I laugh? Research shows that people who have humor in their life and enjoy that with other people, they are highly attractive. We are attracted to people who make us laugh, who make us feel good about ourselves. So I would say that's just one trait. All these traits, though, put together make a very influential person. And that will make you number one or have a waiting list for people who want to work with you or deal with you or even just talk to you. In fact, I'm looking right at it on your website, kellerinstitute.com. People can go there. In addition, another reminder, the book is called, it would be in the book as well, it's called Influence, What's the Missing Piece by Dr. Karen Keller. And Dr. Keller, you are on the show right now. It's exciting. I love that combination. Mm -hmm. And as we think about it, all things being equal in a real estate transaction, choosing perhaps a realtor, from competence and all the various things. Like you said, if you don't, they don't have that likability factor that you're going to go to the person that does because especially, I don't care if you're buying something in the course of 10 minutes, not as important as a Mm -hmm. home or, or a property of any sort. The real estate transaction has a lot of ups and downs and there's a timing aspect to it where you're going to be working with this person a long time through one transaction, and if and if it all works out and the likability and competence, all those things are there, this is your lifelong real estate partner in right. many, many cases. Well, and you know, um, when I look at these traits, I think about in the real estate industry, because you're dealing with clients, especially now, there's so much massive change going on, and there still is a fair amount of uncertainty that exists just in general in people's lives. And it's been, it's been heightened after this last year. Now, hopefully, 
we're turning the corner and we're moving from crisis to choice. Now, one of the things, and this is kind of a tip for your audience, is that when I look at the trait empowering, you might say, well, how does that apply to me? Well, what empowering means is how do I empower someone else to bring their best to the table? And when I think about how this would apply to a real estate agent, think of it this way. Your client is making a big step financially. They're making a huge commitment. This is going to impact their life and other people in it. So how do you, the question I would have you answer is like this, how can I empower my client to feel good about their choice, their decision? How can I empower them to get more clarity around what they need as far as the real estate they're looking at, what they want, what their long-term goals are? One of the things I will suggest is that, and I've bought and sold homes just as a customer or a client, one of the things that's really important to discuss with a client is their long-term goals. My daughter is in the process of her and her husband buying a home right now, and one of the things that she and I talked about, you know, she's looking at these homes and they're beautiful homes. And I said, what's your 10-year goal? What is your 10-year goal? And when you move into empowering your client to look beyond and go and say, well, here's my 10-year goal. All of a sudden, she started thinking about, well, you know what? This is kind of our starter home. They're newly married, but they eventually want to build. And so when you empower your client because you're trusting, they trust you because they like you, you're going to have a client for the next two or three homes that they buy, which is what you want to have. You want to be able to establish that relationship. And when you're influential and develop that human connection with your client, you have a client for life. Not only will they buy and sell with you, they're going to tell everybody else about you. So this is very, very powerful. Now, you can manipulate, you can negotiate, and you can you know, put on all kinds of showman tips and tricks. But these days, that type of influence no longer works. Customers are very savvy. They're trusting how they experience other people, including their real estate agent. So, you know, these are some things I think that are really important to think about that can really make the difference between um, a client who goes on to interview other agents or who says, you know what, I'm done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with you. I like how you're showing up. I like how you're encouraging me. Um, I really experience that you're making a commitment, not just to me signing on the line, but you're making a commitment that I'm going to be happy with my purchase. You're not afraid. Now, this is the other part. You're not afraid to tell me that, you know what, I don't see you being in this house because of the goals you've shared with me of what you see for your family, for, for your future. Do you need an at-home office now? And is that really important to you? Taking the time to get to know your client from that perspective, they will trust you and like you a great deal. We are talking with Dr. Karen Keller with the Keller Institute, kellerinstitute.com. Dr. Keller, we have about a minute left. What okay. else would you like people to know? And we'll tell them how they can reach out to you because you're also available to speak in addition to having the mm -hmm. book, Influence, What's the Missing Piece? You have the tools on change. Well, if there are groups of real estate you know, agencies and you would ever like to have a webinar done or go into more depth, just give me a call or send me an email because I'm sure we can work something out virtually. 
Um, it's a message that it ca- is catching fire because it's how we show up that really makes the difference. And being influential is that difference. My website is www.kellerinstitute, and you'll find every information that you, you need to on there. I also am on LinkedIn, and it's Keller Influence. And I look forward to connecting to anyone who wants to learn more. And the phone number? Oh, 517-369-1465. 517-369-1465. And I understand your home office. You get to look at a beautiful lake in Michigan. Yes. <laughs> yes. I live in the middle of nowhere in Michigan on a lake, and it's, and it's beautiful. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Let's One last time before we close, let's repeat those seven influence traits. They're so important. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. They are confidence, commitment, courage, passion, empowering, trustworthiness, and likability. There you go. Thank you so much, Dr. Keller, for being on the show. You're welcome, Bill, and uh, it was a pleasure. Real Estate Matters with Stuart Title would not be possible without our partner, Stuart Insurance, with a focus in real estate and a special focus on real estate brokers. Stuart Insurance creates insurance plans to address the risks facing our industry today. They invest a significant amount of time helping real estate broker owners offset and manage their risks. Once again, John Bramlett with Stuart Insurance is here. John, welcome. Nice to be with you, Bill. Here we are again. As far as themes, we have a few minutes of an insurance theme that is upon us right now. You always bring forth interesting, informative insurance things. What have you for us today? Well, you know, our our listeners have so enjoyed uh, the series on what are the elements of an errors and omissions policy that I thought we would continue that discussion today. That's always a rating uh, bonanza. Ratings bonanza, yes. I know that when we, we talk E&O you know, that the 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 ratings just spike and the numbers are just fantastic. To continue that conversation, um, one thing to take a look at in your ENO policy, whether it's a current policy or one that you're considering, would be fraudulent criminal or dishonest acts. And there's a section called final adjudication. So fraudulent criminal or dishonest acts, final adjudication. Now, there's not a policy anywhere that's going to cover intentional fraud you know, an intentional criminal act or intentional dishonesty. So there's not a policy anywhere that's going to cover that. But with your policy, you should have some defense expenses until the fraudulent criminal act or the dishonest act has been established by final adjudication. So what that means is you should have some semblance of coverage, some defense coverage for that up to your limits until the court can determine that there's no more, you know, no longer an appeal available. So you should have some coverage for that. If you don't have coverage for that, then there's a good chance that your firm is going to be responsible for those defense expenses. Remind people that if they are in anywhere in the United States, whether it's Houston or beyond, they can call and talk about the different aspects of the policies. Absolutely. I'm sure that there's listeners right now that are wanting to talk about fraudulent and criminal dishonest acts, innocent insureds. The other part of that. What's that? So if you should still have those dis- defense expenses and damages coverage for what they're calling innocent insureds. And those are people that are insured on the policy. So, for example, your real estate agents, you know, you have independent contractors covered on there, and they were not aware of the fraudulent act, nor were they a part of the fraudulent act, then they're covered. So they're not going to have any uh, expenses. If you don't have that coverage and there's an, uh, a claim, then there's a chance that they would be responsible for some of that those defense costs. 
That's an so a, that's covers, a new term for us. In a sense, it it's covering the team. You know, that makes me think of a thing. Somewhere down the line, maybe what we should do is have an insurance term talk or also provide a glossary. But people can find so many great things like that at StuartInsurance.com, too, as far as terminology, because that's the language of insurance that we talk. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that it's important to have, whether that be property management lead that's it's your partner or it's the right realtor that's your partner. You know, it's important to have an insurance advisor that works with you that can that can and will take the time you know to explain the differences and and why one policy is different than the other because we've talked about many times every policy's intent is different um, and every policy that comes from a different company is going to be slightly different so we've got to be able to walk through and determine what's important to you and what's the thing that's going to help you feel properly insured so that we can make that right decision on which coverage to take and which coverage to pass. The one other we thought we'd talk about today are punitive damages. So one thing to remember is a punitive damage can extend or exceed a compensatory damage. So a compensatory damage would be something that's awarded to cover the cost of a damage or an injury or anything else that was incurred that caused a loss. That's a compensatory. A punitive is punishment. So a punitive damage, if a state allows, exceeds the simple compensatory or compensation damage in order to punish somebody. Does your state allow for that? And if so, or do you need to have it in your state? And if so, does your policy have that coverage? So many things to think about for the real estate professional and the real estate broker. Absolutely. I mean, in, in a sense, it's not too different from what we've talked about earlier today on the show about you know having a transaction coordinator for a realtor. A realtor can focus on doing their job and Melissa can focus on taking care of all the things on the back end to make it run smoothly. It's the same thing, you know, a, a broker, a property management firm, a title and attorney agent, they need to work on taking care of their clients. Let us work with them on, on making sure they're properly insured. And, of course, also, so people, just to remind people, you are also helping people with a variety through a variety of insurance companies. So you're a broker, so to speak, versus uh, – What's the term? Captive agent. The captive agent. Yeah, yes. So we are an independent insurance agent. We're part of the Stewart Title family, uh, but we work with a variety of, of insurance companies, both on the personal line side, so your family and individual insurance, as well as for real estate professionals on their business side. So errors and emissions, workers' compensation, cyber liability, just to name a few. John, let's tell people how they can reach out to you. They can call us at 866-798-2827. That's 866 866- Seven nine eight two eight two seven. They can visit us at stewartinsurance.com or they can email us stewartinsurance at stewart.com. Just so you might know, this weekend someone just mentioned the word they were having a problem with insurance just automatically. I didn't even ask them what the problem I just shouted out the number. 866-798-2827. And they seem to like it. So well, that's, they may it's, be it's giving a you a fantastic call. number. Well, I we hope they do. We'll we'll make sure that they're properly insured. The number again is 866-798-2827. More information on insurance simply go to stewartinsurance.com. So much information is there as well as information about title insurance at stewart.com. All those great things are there. We're going to bring back Michael McSurley right now. He's going to talk a little bit more about negotiation before we close out. We're going to also remind people how you can reach out to Michael Michael, first of all, you are a veteran of the United States military, the Army. Correct. Thank you for your service. Any veteran first responder out there listening, we thank you for your service. We are indebted to you. 
So, you know, th- there are a lot of great books out there. Uh, oh, that's a good one. In, in yeah. understanding about how to influence what actually helps people to like you and to want to work with you. You know, as Melissa talked about earlier, it, it's it's not about the, the initials behind your name. That's a big deal, right? If I could have 50 initials behind my name, but if they don't know what that how that benefits them, what does it matter? And you're qualified to do those things and, and, and adeptly. Right. But, but, but if, I, if I, I've got CRE, C, whatever, Yada, CNE, and it, but the typical client doesn't know what that means. You've got to explain those benefits to them of I'm a certified negotiation expert. What that means to you is, and that's one thing we talk about in our class, of how to get your true value proposition out there. What's interesting, years ago when I heard the term negotiation expert, it it seemed to reflect the price being the the thing so much. But right now, we need more than ever someone on our side to negotiate for us in the multiple offer world. Once again, Michael, if someone wants to reach out to you, what should they do? They can go to McSorleyPG.com, M-C, S as in Sam, O-R-L-E-Y-P-G.com, or call at 281-217-704. Thank you so much, and thanks again for your service. Here she comes, Melissa Wright with Close Hub. Melissa, before we close things out, what else would you like people to know about your transaction coordination business? Well, that we are ready and able to help you out with your transactions. It's a crazy market right now, so, you know, as you're out there running around showing your clients, we are happy to... You're there Step to help. And help another tool for the real estate professional. Also, as far as your fee goes, tell us how that works. We found out something during the break, so let's tell us about that. Yes. So if you don't close, we don't get paid. When the agent gets paid, that's when we get paid. It's not a guaranteed paycheck, so it's not on our end either. Melissa, right, with ClosehUb. Melissa, how can people reach out to you? 832-791-2395. 832-791-2395. And thank you all for listening to Real Estate Matters with Stuart Title. Yes, you can hear this show again and again or any past shows. See the complete show roster at stuart.com forward slash radio. Yeah, you can see the YouTube video right there. All the tremendous guests, stuart.com forward slash radio. It's all there. And we would be honored to be stewards of your real estate transactions. Speaking of transactions, at Stuart Title and Anywhere here in Houston, Texas, or beyond, we're an international company traded on the New York Stock Exchange as STC. We have offices around the United States, certainly right here in Houston to serve you, Stuart.com. And once again, thanks for listening to Real Estate Matters with Stuart Title. Thank you to all our tremendous guests, and we will see you next week. That's StuartInsurance.com or call 866-798-2827. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.